0: The message for this day as we celebrate the baptism of our Lord rises up out of that epistle reading from Paul the Apostle's letter to the Romans, as well as that gospel reading read just now from Matthew chapter 3. Please be seated. On this day that feels more like springtime than mid-January, we gather here in the house of the Lord to remember to give thanks for the gift of water. And not just any old water, but the water of holy baptism, both Jesus' baptism and ours. Things, as we pointed out in the children's message, look a little bit different in here. Sanctuary looks kinda bare, the trees, the wreaths, the crash, all the decorations are put away until next December. And now we face the reality of life after Christmas, and with it the reality, the truth, of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem and what that means. It means that Jesus is on the pathway to Calvary and to the cross there. The wood of Jesus' crib will give way to the wood of Jesus' cross, and it begins with his baptism by John in the Jordan River. We hear there in that gospel lesson of the Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God who hovered over the face of those pre-creation waters when the earth was Without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep, that same spirit now hovers over the waters once again. The waters of the Jordan as Jesus steps down the river banks into the water of the river itself. Not for his sake, but for our sake Jesus had no need for the forgiveness of sins in baptism that you and I have his baptism was not for his sake but for ours marking him as God's chosen and beloved son who had come to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus' baptism signals the beginning of his public ministry that would lead him along the pathway of healing and feeding the hungry, of raising the dead and casting out demons, of encountering opposition and hostility to his message, and ultimately betrayal, suffering and death upon the cross and resurrection from the dead. All of this beginning here at Jesus' baptism. And it is here at Jesus' baptism that we see all three persons of the Holy Trinity reveal the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased and the Son himself, who is being baptized by John, and the Spirit coming down and resting upon Jesus himself. Baptism is always about this triune God whom we worship and serve, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that is what our focus in worship today is all about. Because of what Jesus has done for us, because of our baptism into Jesus' own death and resurrection, we are called to walk in newness of life. And that becomes the theme for preaching this day. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, upon the hearing, and upon the living of His word for Jesus' sake. Well, that's a picture of what the Jordan River looks like. Not much of a river, really, is it? When we consider other mighty rivers of the world like the Mississippi that bisects our country or the Amazon in South America or the Nile in Africa, or the Yangtze in Asia. This really looks more like a meandering little stream than an actual river. And yet this river is hugely important in salvation history as we read in scripture. This is the place where God's people of old entered into the promised land after their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Scripture tells us that when the soles of the priest's feet who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant touched those waters of the Jordan River, the water stopped. They stopped flowing, which meant that God's people could then cross on dry ground into that promised land. And when they did, Then what? Well, it wasn't all roses for them, quite frankly. God's people were called then to walk in newness of life, but they really didn't do that. They did not keep covenant with God as he had asked them to. They were really often more about themselves than about God, maybe like us. Time and again, they were chasing after other gods of other peoples that are not gods at all as they were looking for some new identity, some new purpose, some new shiny thing out there that would make everything better. Sort of like us. Time and again, Israel of old was disobedient. They were stubborn, stiff-necked, even arrogant, and so are we. And because Israel of old did not keep covenant with the Lord their God, a new Israel is needed who would. And now enter Jesus of Nazareth, who is Israel reduced to one, who is the chosen, beloved Son of God, who now crosses through those Jordan waters once again in order to do what Israel of old could not do and did not do, and which we cannot do and do not do in keeping covenant with God in walking in newness of life. And so Jesus came to do the will of his Father. He's the fulfillment of that prophecy we heard in Isaiah's reading for today. Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights, I will put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the nations. And it all begins here with Jesus' baptism. So, what about us in our own baptism? When we are baptized in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whether that is by sprinkling or pouring or by full immersion, all are valid baptisms in the name of that triune God. Scripture nowhere dictates the mode of baptism. Keep that in mind, people of God when your own baptism as an infant, as in the image here, and by pouring is demeaned by some. That is valid and binding from the Lord Himself. Let no one tell you otherwise. When that baptism occurs, we are baptized into Christ's own death and resurrection all that Jesus has done through his life of healing and ministry of compassion and mercy, his suffering, death and resurrection, all of that is graciously given to us through the waters of holy baptism. It's graciously bestowed upon us through these waters here where God forgives and creates new life, sometimes, People think we get the water for baptism from a super secret place somewhere that comes from some unknown spring hidden away. Not true. The water comes from the faucet in the sacristy on the other side of that wall right there. You see, it's about not the water itself. It's about the Word of God that is in that water that makes it no longer just an ordinary water, but a washing of regeneration, a renewing of the Holy Spirit. The power is in the Word of God. And so this is what Paul writes about in that Epistle lesson for today, that we have, gone down into the grave with Jesus. We have been united with him through baptism into his death. And because we've died with him by baptism, we also rise with him to new life, called to walk in newness of life. This is our scripture verse for this week. We read it together. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so whether our baptism took place decades ago or was only recent, we have all received the same gift. We have been clothed with the garment of Christ's own righteousness. We are all under the same banner of the Father's mercy and forgiveness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit that's bestowed in that cleansing water, we're called to do an about face, to walk in a new direction We are under new management. Every day is a new beginning, a fresh start. Day in, day out, we lay claim to God's promises given to us In holy baptism, day in, day out, we die to sin. We rise to new life in Christ. The old sinful self that was drowned in the waters of baptism, though, still exerts a powerful hold on our lives and is always seeking to gain a foothold to gain mastery over us. It's like Luther is quoted as saying, I thought the old Adam drowned in the waters of baptism, but I discovered that the miserable wretch can swim. (laughs) And so it is. We struggle with sin and temptation from the day of our baptism until the day of our death. But in the midst of the struggle, we are not alone. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who loves us, who laid down his life for us. The one who was baptized for us is the one who has achieved the victory over sin and death and the grave. Stay close to Jesus, that we may walk in newness of life." Well, everybody's familiar with that image, right? What do we got up there? Lion King, that's right. So uh, trick question, when did Disney's animated Lion King first come out? Anybody know the year? Close. Somebody said 1993. The actual year is 1994, more than 25 years ago. Hard to imagine, isn't it? Well, this is a a Disney movie my girls grew up with. They watched it again and again. And so by extension, I watched it again and again and again. It's about a young lion king. He's the cub there, right? Named Simba, his father. Mufasa is the lion king. But after the death of Mufasa, Simba Simba is struggling to find his way in life. He really doesn't know who he is, where he's going, what he's all about. And because he hasn't figured that out, that causes problems for him and for everyone else around him. But that all changes when he sees his father in a vision in the night and his father says to him something very important. Do you remember what he says to him? Remember who you are. And that puts Simba on a new pathway in life. And that's what our King says to you this day also. If you don't take anything else away from this sermon, take that. Remember who you are. You and I, we are sons and daughters. We are children of our King who has laid down his life for us, who now calls us to walk in newness of life, day in and day out. Maybe you've wandered pretty far from that covenant of grace first given you in holy baptism. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy of God's grace because of something that you've done or said. Maybe you just feel overwhelmed and overburdened with the cares and worries of this life. Everything else is closing in on you. Maybe your faith has just become flat, and you've lost the joy of salvation. And when that happens, and it does happen for all of us, remember the word of the Lord through Isaiah that we heard in today's Old Testament lesson. A bruised reed he will not break and the dimly burning wick he will not quench. So when we feel like we're broken and ready to snap off, when we feel like our light is almost ready to go out, the Lord gives grace and strength, mercy to help in time of need. By the grace of God in Jesus Christ that is poured out in holy baptism, each day is a new beginning for the child of God because we are sons and daughters of the King, the same Holy Spirit who descended upon Jesus at his baptism is given to us in our baptism. And so what the Father said of his son at his baptism, the Father says of us at our baptism, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. Not because of anything we can do, but because of what God in Christ has done for us. And that, my friends, is grace, undeserved mercy and love and forgiveness. So in response to this grace, let us walk in a manner worthy of our calling, let us walk in newness of life. Amen.